live with Media Mashup. My name is Clyde Fasic. How is everyone? Well, I'm great. I'm oh, gr- I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I forgot that I'm here with someone else. This is Chris Rex, my that co-host. That is my name. Yeah, and we're so happy you're able to join us this week. Um, if you're just tuning in for the first time, Media Mashup is a simple podcast. It's a love podcast about two friends, close friends, who have absolutely nothing in common. Yep. Um, you know, our, we can start with by the by the by the fact that you're kind of old fashioned in the sense that you like old stuff, you like documentaries, and it's very obvious because only somebody like that would say thanks for tuning into this podcast because that's yeah. that's not a thing at all. Yeah, I know. I mean, I know how podcasts work. It just everything did sound. I think did sound better. I think you know. Just tuning in. It sounds like it's such a, it's such an active process. Yeah, yeah. And it's like it, like like oh, it popped up. Had I didn't do anything when it popped up on my feed. That <laughs> no, was brought I, to me. I, by I, my I can't wait until the commercial break when you're gonna just gonna be like, don't switch that dial. Oh uh, yeah, don't switch that dial and listen to our <laughs> listen to our sponsor, Chesterfield Cigarettes. <laughs> don't forget to give the your number two recommended brand by doctors. <laughs> and. And for the pregnant ladies. <laughs> <laughs> and so um, I do I like a lot of documentaries. Uh, and also something uh, that we do not have is I do love sports. I'm yep. a big fan of sports. I love the drama. I love the athleticism. I just like the whole, I like the whole, the whole thing about it. Like just buying into a, uh, a, a team and rooting for it and talking trash to someone who doesn't like your team. It's all fun. And very important, you you get things out that you keep in the game, yep. and then you don't, and then you get it all out in a game that doesn't matter, and then you go act like a normal person the yeah. rest of the week. Meanwhile, I was bullied by your people. Yeah, <laughs> that, that, yeah. that's my thing. I was the stereotypical. Well, I mean, I still am the the stereotypical geek in in all, all the ways. Uh, yeah, I'm more of a fan of the sci-fi superhero movies and shows. Yeah, uh, I like all the big blockbusters that you you avoid. Yeah, but you only like them. You have them. You collect them, and then you collect the things surrounded by them. You have a whole little uh, 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 wonderland here in your apartment. <laughs> I, I guess you could say I, I am a member of some fandoms. Yes, I I do have a lot of uh, special editions and collectors. You're not a, you're not a mod yet, right? You don't mod. Uh, no, 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 no. Okay, but hopefully, right? Some life goals, right? <laughs> no, because see that 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 requires a lot of social interaction. I'm just not down for that. <laughs> oh wow. Okay. So that's why I'm here, folks. Exactly. And so to support each other's uh, interests, we just devise the challenge, and we'll take it how long it takes, and then we'll come up with a new one. And maybe hey, maybe if you guys or one of you guys, uh, one of you people f- have a better idea, please share it in our comments and whatever uh, you're consuming this podcast. And we'll do it, Lily, for the likes, for the comments, for the engagement. We'll do anything, really. So hit us up. Um, the challenge chal- we're doing is I am obligating Christian to watch one or several NFL games this season with me every week, the full regular season. Yep. Which, I mean, by then you'll have to, you're going to have to just watch, you're going to be invested. You're going to have to watch the playoffs in the Super Bowl, right? I, I guess. He's <laughs> so excited. I, I assume we'll, we'll we'll still be doing the podcast by then. So yes. And then so, 
in return, you know, th- 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 this is like you know when you're early dating, you can't be making plans six months down the road. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. We're just yeah, we're just dipping our toes exactly. in each other's mouths. <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, the payback, well, the, the 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 exchange, the the quid pro the squid pro quo. Clyde Overheel will be watching one of the MCU movies uh, in order every week. Uh, yeah. And we'll be discussing both things, uh, the football and the movies. Yeah, and I would like... In two segments. Exactly. uh, Yeah, in two segments. don't have names. While we talk on microphones and then record and then pick up everything and then go keep playing video games. No, the... See, I I, I like how you have to remind people that you do know how podcasts work. (laughs) Oh, yeah. You're not secretly an old man. No, no, yeah, yeah. Oh, I bet my insecurity is already blatant. (laughs) Um, And so... It's been, I mean, this is the second week we do it. The We're going to start off with a little bit of football talk. Uh, my team is the Green Bay Packers, which do play as we're recording um, today, Monday night. This will come out tomorrow. But, we, but hey, it'll be like a sort of live stream reaction, but not really. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, I mean it was, it's, I'm, just, I'm just overwhelmed to get to talk. I finally have a, a, a platform to talk about my opinions of, of football, especially a week... Like this one, week two was an an amazing, an amazing week of NFL that Christian missed out most completely. <laughs> uh, we were able to get the deal was one game. I watched one game. That's fair. <laughs> I I I was able to watch most of the games with my father. Tradition we do we've done every year since I was a child. Watch football Sunday, which I enjoy very much. It's really cool because now we're. But uh, before I start, I want to know because now we're like more adult, so we do. I mean, so we do more adulty things. While watching football, or like not not adulty, like classier things now, and so um, yesterday we watched football while drinking wine and eating like nice, hand like nice like 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 cold cuts or whatever how you call <laughs> them and 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 cheeses and stuff and bread. It was it was a really it was as it was it was as a real owner's box experience. Yep yep. Um 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 um. um I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to continue. It was. It was a one because you know, I, the NFL, the football, it's such a beer. I'm just glad sport. you're letting people know that you're a very relatable NFL fan. Oh my! Of course, my dear sir. You know, when I'm drinking Cabernet Sauvignon, I really like enjoying people getting their asses sacked. Uh, a good, a good 36 coverage really brings out the tannins. In my wine. So that was my day, which was fantastic because the games <laughs> were amazing. But we really, really had one, a memorable one yep. uh, last night. Uh, so we got to see the Baltimore Ravens yes. versus, I got this, the Kansas City Chiefs. The Kansas City Chiefs, which is, uh, before we get into any uh, contextual drama and stuff, what's great about, I like about these type of games are the historical context um, Kansas City, just like my team, the Green Bay Packers, are one of the first teams uh, from the gold, old and golden era, what they call, you know, the old and golden era of uh, football, like the first Super Bowl, for instance. You know, Kansas City, Chiefs, Oakland Raiders, Green Bay Packers, historical teams. They've never, like, changed cities, that kind of thing? Um, well, n- just no, there have been historical teams who've changed, but the Green Bay Packers and the Chiefs have not. Okay. The Baltimore Ravens, um, were actually a team acquired from another league because the original team from Baltimore had left. Could you guess 
Uh, you told me yesterday. Oh, I knew you'd forget. This is awesome. Yeah. Uh, was it the Titans? Of course you're wrong. <laughs> uh, you are wrong, though. It's the Balt- they were called the Baltimore Colts. Oh. Baltimore Colts, uh, led by the famous uh, Johnny Unitas. Um, you know, very uh, charismatic, uh, you know, uh, loved uh, player, which my grandfather loved talking about. Always was one of his favorite players. All right. S- said he came to Puerto Rico and he spent a day with him for his, from his job. Said, for some reason, he would always tell me the one thing he remembered from Johnny Unitas, he liked umbrella hats. <laughs> Go figure. Um, y- y- you mean like the, the, those like... Uh, yeah, yeah. Kitschy, you know, Yeah, yeah. Like Remember, this is like... Comedy ni- movie. Exactly. Remember, this is like 1974, 1975, right? In okay. Puerto Rico. So actually, you know what? I think it should make a comeback where you strap an umbrella to your head. Um so the, the 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 why I bring this up is because the Baltimore Colts no longer exist was because the owner, after not being able to get new funding from the state and the city for the stadium, and just uh, overall not being able to expand his business, he lets the contract uh, die out. So he's the guy that 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 people are always saying like billionaires should pay for their own parks. Oh yeah, and they still do. Uh, which bring, that you bring up to mention, we can talk about that uh, later in some week on how. The end, all these big stadiums, for instance, like Dallas's new stadium, which is like the jewel of the NFL, have like the biggest LED screen, and I think it's the Western Hemisphere or like this side of the cosmos, for mm-hmm. all funded by taxpayer municipal taxes. So, um, anyways, there was a lot of cool ball handling and ball throwing. Wait, 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 wait. This game. Yeah, wait, wait, no, no, wait, 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 wait. You're because I, the I had to bring up the history. You can't, you can't get it. <sighs> I never got you to the point. You spent three minutes on, on your grandfather telling yeah, that's us right, what that's right, that's right, that's right. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I just, I can't, I just, I don't know why. I just want to talk about Johnny Unitas. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pause three seconds, and then you can choose to cut it if you want. All right, and then I'm gonna go. I'm gonna finish the story. All right, for the Baltimore okay. Raiders. There we go. And so, it was interesting because the owner of the Baltimore uh, Colts, after failing uh, to get any business. One night, he, you know, the, the contract died. He packed up everything and just left at midnight. Boom. Didn't tell anyone. Didn't tell the city. Didn't tell nothing. And then he formed the Indianapolis Colts, which are, you know, now famous for being Peyton Manning's team. So, wait. Like, when you, when you say they left at midnight, it's like literally just... They packed up trailers and they left at midnight. There's a great ESPN document, uh, uh, documentary about it. And really... You, only in the 70s, or, uh, or like you could pull that off at like oh, after the 21st okay. it was century. In the 70s. Yeah, yeah, no, you could pull that off in, like in the 21st century. Exactly, exactly. You crazy? No, no, man. And so, but yeah, good to know, you know, rich people have been assholes always. Mm-hmm. Just want to let everyone know to never forget. But it was a fascinating game. Uh, Chris, what do you, th- what you, you can, how about you get it off? What were the observations? Well, actually, well first, I want to start off because I don't know if I've ever told you this. But I, I have this thing where every time I, mainly because I grew up watching, you know, m- most of my sports memories are sports movies. <laughs> so yes. so uh, every time I, I watch a game, I, I root for the underdog. Uh, 
It, it also helps that, you know, me and my family were Cubs fans, so that they've historically you have no been choice underdogs. Of exactly. being underdogs. So, but, but, but I always like rooting for the underdog because I think it's more fun. Like, if the underdog wins, it's a bigger celebration. And if they lose, it's like, oh, well, that's what everybody expected. Same thing other way around. Like, yeah. if the team that everybody expects to win wins, it's like, oh, well, you know, whatever. Okay. And so, who gave you the underdog vibes? Because without the, you know, since you know nothing and not keeping up. Well, no, but but I do. You you have mentioned already that the Kansas City Chiefs are like the they were like the Super Bowl rules stuff, and they went to the Super Bowl last year. Yeah, yeah, they have won a Super they're Bowl. They're like the number two team in the they're league. The con- yeah, number two contender. Yeah. So and that. So you were going for the Ravens then. Also, I thought uh, last week we were watching the Kansas City and the Browns, and I was rooting for the Browns, and they lost. So it's like. You know, I, I don't like the Kansas City. <laughs> okay, yeah. Oh, there he goes. So you go, and I like how you say I don't like the like you're gonna say the 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 the, the, the plural name, the cheese, and you go with the name of the city. That's that's like that's the that's that is the, still the Puerto Rican sp- thinking in Spanish thing. Like, do, uh, I, mijo, I, I I I think I like the Kansas City. <laughs> I don't know why you like the Baltimore. I like the Kansas City. <laughs> uh, the but. Hey, maybe I'm just trying to be politically correct. You know that that name's oh. problematic. <laughs> no, we're not getting into this. We don't have we don't have thirty minutes uh, to <laughs> we, yeah, we to digress even, on this. We don't even have sponsors, <laughs> <laughs> let alone time to get into the weeds. Um, and so, but it was really a, a fantastic game, very well matched up game because both offenses are built similarly. Both offenses are built around their star quarterbacks. Baltimore Ravens being Lamar Jackson, and um, the f- uh, uh, um, uh, the the that that what they're known for is because he is known for his run game as a quarterback as being able to not only uh, extend plays, which means being able to get out of a get out of a situation by running and getting yards, but actually being part of the run scheme itself. Yeah, um, I, I noticed like this game was was very like a uh, cinematic in that aspect that you had one quarterback that uh, Lamar Jackson he was running the ball a lot like a lot of the plays were mm-hmm. where he would just grab the ball and run for it and he would do a lot of fake outs and almost always he kept the ball. Yeah, uh, that's the what, what's the, the, the option. The, the, yeah, option. the option, yeah. So the option read as well. The, you know, it's the same run, the same play that can be run with uh, infinite formations. Which basically you fake giving the ball to one of the backs, the running back behind the uh, with him him in the back of the of the of the scrimmage line, and while he's he's putting the the ball in the runner's hands, he's looking to make the decision, and he has full autonomy whether he keeps it, and of course he's going to keep it because you know there's bonuses to be made. Mm-hmm. And, but then you had the what was the what's the Kansas City <laughs> the Kansas City. Sh- 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 the, the Kansas City shh sh- 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 um, No, the Kansas shit. <laughs> yeah, the Kansas the Kansas shating. Is that a, is that a, is that is that, a, is, is that a tribe? No, the the Patrick Mahomes, the frog. That guy. They call the frogs because the way he talks, he kind of talks like this. <laughs> uh, uh, um, Patrick Mahomes. Uh, he's also known for that, but he's also like. He he he's more of uh uh all like he's more all of all round built like he's extraordinary and 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 pretty much even evenly amazing and all while yeah, but, Lamar but Jackson in, but in is more game, a specializer. What who, I wanted to say is that in, oh, yeah, in this sorry. game the uh, 
the the Kansas City. What, what was his name again? Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes, the frog. Mm-hmm. He did a lot of like great uh, passes. Yeah, like that was his whole like it was a very like pass heavy game, and he would like nail these amazing passes. Like that's mm-hmm. how they got like at, at first they had like almost a commanding lead. You know, I mean the that's I mean he 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 does like I swear he does baseball pitches. The ball, the, the ball, like, like he'll throw a, a, a cutter that'll go 50 yards, like a 45 yards, and it's in, an elliptical up in the air, and come, yep. it's and it's right in the perfect numbers. I mean, he, um, the, the uh, what's really amazing about him though is that, like you said, like Lamar Jackson, he's more of a specialty guy. He keeps running the ball, but he, you know, he does his amazing passes, but he he doesn't he doesn't uh, make a lot of mistakes anywhere else either, you know, and. Uh, so it's a really amazing matchup, as well because the they both have uh, pretty good defenses. Good, actually, the Baltimore Ravens, in case have a better rated defense. However, they both have injuries, and both defenses. Spe- no, but, but but it was something like I, I, the announcer said it. The, the the Chiefs have like one injury, mm-hmm. and the Ravens had like thirteen guys. Injured. Well, yeah, and the whole team. Yeah, exactly. It, it was something insane. Like yeah, yeah. No, the Baltimore's that's it, it, and it's not uncommon in Baltimore for that to happen. Uh, in recent Wait, years, like that, that that just happens. Like that team just gets fucked up a lot. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but is it like the same players, or like is it just like the teams kind of cursed? Mar- Maryland, Maryland as a, as a whole, as a state and whole, is in rough shape. It's just, it's just, <laughs> let's just, I just, I just think, I just think they're playing on cement. I don't know. There's not a lot, of, you know. Um, it's just, you know, it's just, you know, like, you know, like the, the way pitchers get the yips. Or something like that. It's just something happens that a team goes to the street where everyone gets hurt, and then you know it's 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 such a weird sport because you, experience plays so much into being a really good player. Mm-hmm. But as time goes on <laughs> in football, more you get worn down, and it's like so. There's like there's like there's like this point where you're at the top of your game, like meant like as experience mentally, and you know the whole thing. Mm-hmm. But then like you're your body that 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 same year your body might start failing you or or like just not being able to take it anymore because it's NFL football. Going I I I've seen a bunch of the that 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 is a very cliche movie thing like oh the the the, the man who was almost the greatest NFL superstar but his knee got busted so now he's just washed up. Yeah, and so now he's bagging groceries. <laughs> yep. And his mama don't like don't doesn't want him living in there no more and he's got girlfriend pregnant and <laughs> All he, but all he wants to do is be a rapper. But then he also got a scholarship to hide. And then it's just like all the cliches in once yep. Oscar bait movie. Um, so wait, another thing that that was that was that I mean I assume that was like not the uh, usual amount of penalties. Like this game had a lot of penalties. Whoa! Yes, we must talk about. And this is okay, not cause only because that that was one of the things that that you had to explain to me a lot because. I think I don't know. May, maybe I'm a bit biased, but I think football is one of the like you know mainstream sports with the most like specific rules of all. Like, cause not MLB, NBA, like they and you know f- and soccer, they've got their rules. They got some confusing and specific rules, but like football has a lot of rules. And it's all very much like, oh, if this player is in this position, then you can't do this. Like, yeah, yeah, like you know, like like I, I, there was one penalty where it's like a guy was running, and this other guy like put two hands on him and 
pu- push him a little bit, but because it was beyond the whatever yard line, <laughs> a yellow flag. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, like the, the two examples that come to mind, there's the most common one that you saw, which is what you described was the pass interference, is where when the, 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 the plays in motion are going for a pass, after f- uh, five yards, the defender who's defending a receiver... The receiver can't be uh, roughed up or any way around the head or shoulders area or knocked out. But, you know, mm. you can you can get as close and as distracting as you can without being very physical because you can't interrupt the pass play. Once the player touches the ball, then there's you know a fair game or you mm-hmm. interrupt or you intercepted or you interrupt the catch. The second one, which happened a couple of times to both teams, was illegal formation, um, which was either <clears throat> there was there was some that there were too many men uh, uh, in the field, and there was also illegal motion, which is between the 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 huddle, which is where they... Th- th- this was like the mo- yeah, yeah. like half of the night yeah. while you're watching the game. Yeah. Like, he had to explain all this minutiae. To fair, to fair, I did sit down while Christian explained Dungeons & Dragons to me, so he could take this. <laughs> and so the illegal motion is after the huddle is broken uh the the team has to go form their formation and once they're set they can't move that's the offensive team the offensive team and once they're set um the defense the defense can keep moving no matter what they just can't cross the ball or and it's okay. the scrimmage line the illegal motion was that a person in the backfield, which is where the quarterback is behind the line of men uh, on all fours, <laughs> the the offensive line. That are handling the ball. That, yes. are, that are holding the ball. Uh, they can't move unless the quarterback gives them instructions to either go in motion or change position. The thing is, only certain people, you know, that's what I'm saying, so... That person was aligned incorrectly, and so when he was called to ask a motion, he was not a person eligible to go in motion, and so there's a penalty. I just love like the 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 bro sport is all like the play, like they are correctly positioned foul penalty. Well, because that's the thing, because f- like since it's it's such a specific rule and 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 specified uh, um, sport, like. The NFL, the football players are known as like the Mijas because they have to be really good at this one thing and they do one thing all day, every day until they're, you know, their NFL quality. It's not like an, a soccer player. I'm not I saying they're going to say brain damage. <laughs> until they get enough brain damage and can't function anymore. And then they have to go uh, learn how to use a wheelchair. No. <laughs> the, the, you know, I'm not saying there's not any dumb soccer players, but in soccer, since in soccer there is. There is certain this, the autonomy in regards to the play because it's the formation, but the, this, the, each player, when receives a pass, has to read the field and make a decision whether to who to pass it, to bring it back, or, yeah, yeah. you know what I'm saying? The, all, there's only one person making a decision after the coach, which is the quarterback, and then, you know, that's it. So that's why I think that stereotype falls in the case. I think the best part of this game was that it was so refreshing to see a high-scoring game and such an uh, in- intense game uh, on Sunday night, especially when 
Um, but it was a higher score game that was always tight. Yeah, I like, mean, like, like, every... Like, it, it, it never became a blowout, you know, like the game we watched the previous week with, with the Packers. Oh, yeah. And by the way, Packer update, they're on commercial. So I'll give it you back one more uh, in a second. The... The you do realize this isn't, this isn't live. Yeah. You don't have to actually give an update. Like yeah, and also it's because they both scored. Their it's like the each the each of their schemes worked in their favor because as you mentioned, Patrick Mahomes was slinging that ball, throwing it down the field. He made a couple of plus forty plus yards, and high flanger to me. While the Ravens kept it what they call it pound and ground. Well, actually, but that's what they, but that's, that was their comeback strategy. Because at first, because that, that's something yeah. that's going to be admired, that they basically screwed the pooch at first. I, I'm saying that because I don't know if we're going to go for an explicit rating yet. Because. <laughs> yeah, we wait till sponsors get here. Because <laughs> uh, one of the first things we saw was there was, uh, well, it was an interception or a fumble, and the Chiefs got control of the ball, and they basically scored a touchdown right there and there. Right, that was like first quarter. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then at the the the, the there was clearly a a, a a a dominance from the Chiefs in the first half. Yeah, uh, but then like but but actually it was they dominated like the first quarter, maybe half of the second. I don't know something like that. But the point is like the the lead never got too far because like right after that the Ravens did a touchdown themselves too. Then the Chiefs did another one, and that's when they had like a lot of control. And it's like oh they're gonna get really ahead. Yeah, and, and then the which was amazing. So then they come in this second half, neck to neck, and what like besides that both their schemes that they planned for were um, successful. Um, I even I remember even mentioning it to you at the time like. From this point on, it's just gonna be who's gonna be able to exploit the right mistake, mm-hmm. because uh, you know, uh, it was a high-scoring game, but it wasn't like a difficult game to score in. You know what I'm saying? You would see, like you would see them struggle for that for for like two first downs, yeah, it, and on. then find some play out their you know out their butt exactly. and score it. Whether it be a running play like Lamar Jackson does an option, it goes 15 yards. Or he just, you know, uh, uh, Patrick Mahomes whips it to uh, uh, to one of his receivers and and scoring. Yeah, actually, there, there was a moment I love. Okay, uh, you, you, there's probably a name for this, but uh, okay, it was uh, the Ravens had the ball in the third quarter. It was a third and one. Yeah. Uh, so they just had to go like one yard to make a first down. And I love that they, what they did was like they had uh, all the defensive and offensive, uh, the linebackers, whatever. Yeah. They were all bunched up in front of the quarterback. So then, like they they hike it, the quarterback just gets it to some guy, and that guy just jumps right into that big old mosh pit. And it's yeah. like, yep, they got it one yard. It's like I just loved how how it was like. Well, I mean, it was the only time I saw that, at least in that game, that it's like that there were just two masses crashing against each other, well, and this guy just goes yeeting into that whole mass. <laughs> yeeting. I mean, well, I mean, if 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 uh, that's how they won the game, because they all they needed the 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 uh uh the remember the. The the Kansas the Kansas City Chiefs running back gets the ball knocked out of his hand, and then Baltimore recovers it, and all they needed was that first down, and so what? No, lo- but that, this wasn't uh this was in the third quarter. No, I'm, I'm saying I'm saying like like ah. like I'm saying another example of how they stuck into their plan mm-hmm. was a total success, and it's a two it's a, it's and that winning play 
was a satisfying combination of the two things we said, which was um, Lamar, Lamar Jackson doing the option read and keeping it, and me saying the ground and pound of the example you said right now of just going down and, and going just yeeting into the pile. <laughs> Lamar Jackson read the option and then he led outside and cut inside, yeeted into the pile, got the first down and one. Which also is important to mention that fumble that led to uh, Baltimore winning, unfortunately yeah. made by a player I great very I, I very much enjoy not only because of his speed but because we share a name, Clyde <laughs> Edwards. Um, uh, I don't I've never been able to follow anyone named Clyde who's famous, let alone an athlete. But I- and um. Because the only t- the only famous ones are are old retired basketball players, <laughs> and the other the only famous white guy it w- was a bank robbing murderer. So it's really nice to see Clyde Edwards there, um, if I pronounce his name correctly, uh, be able to get that. Uh, so, but we gotta set the scene because because that was that was a very like intense like sequence. Because first the the Ravens are down by like one uh they're they're down by like less than a touchdown yeah they managed to make the touchdown they're up by one mm-hmm. so they want to get the two point conversion that's what it's called yep that's correct yeah uh, but then they fail because of a bullshit oh, penalty that's which one of the we have to bring up back the penalties uh uh because the the refs along with the rest of the rest of the league were atrocious this week so they he they he he. Uh, it was uh, that was because of the illegal man downfield, which is another arbitrary rule we can talk about. Which was one of the O lines uh, uh, when the play was in motion, instead of staying put, which I you know there, we can argue in later. The ref claims he took two, he took steps down the field, which made him an illegal man downfield, which stops the play and of course retracts it. He tripped when he hit a guy. Yeah, and, and, and here's the thing. For all those penalties, the refs are, like, they have people looking. How, how, how does the replace it? Because I know they, they have some sort of replay they, rules. Yeah, no, no. They they have an official review. They they re, Everything is reviewed. They review it. They have a, they can see it in the field. They have guys up, up in whatever booths in the stadium, and they have refs in headquarters. I think it's Los Angeles. But but is that like like every play every time they throw a green uh, a yellow flag that that whole everybody gets activated or is it only mm-hmm. when like the coaches say no no can have like one per half oh yeah, so there's the red flag um, in that case um, I, I uh, in that case since it's a it's that's a, like a, a penalty I'm not sure if you can you can uh, challenge it like you can challenge plays or like you know what I'm saying like. Uh, I have to look that up if you can challenge that. But that being said, um, in a in a normal play, no. Like like I mean, probably there's someone in Los Angeles who's reviewing it just in case. But mostly it's done down there, unless you know the officials stop the clock and they call an official rating review, and then you know. Okay. Okay. There's like yeah, there is there is there are certain bureaucracies for certain situations, but. Point is, it was a very the calling in this game was atrocious. I mean, each team must have lost 150 yards in accumulated penalties for some of the most idiotic things. I mean, I haven't gone through it to you. I can show you a clip. Yeah, because but I noticed there were a lot of things, like especially that that uh thing that 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 moment with the two point conversion that they didn't affect the play. Like it was like I mean, I get I I know you know. 
Because so, sometimes like, I get it. Like, oh, pulling on a guy's face mask, even if it doesn't affect the play, that's not okay. But it's like, oh, he touched this receiver who like had nothing to do with the play at all. It's like... That, I mean, even if, even if that's the case, it's just... The calls were just... There's so many calls that were just like wrong. Like, uh, mm-hmm. in the NFL, around the NFL, first, the famous one was Julio Jones. Julio Jones, which is the one I showed you. But you know what? It's it's funny because like I'm I'm not following every sport. Yeah. I only follow lightly. But I feel like every sport right now is having issues. Like like maybe like since we have so many good replays, like all the sports are having issues. It's with not their, only that. It's not only that. It's not only that. It's not only that. It's when's the last time you heard a new referee was hired? I mean. I, I, all I, the referees. I, I, I don't keep up with all I, the referees. I, have I don't. Been, I, I don't know who like. All the referees have been f- refereeing um, 30 years. And then, you know, <laughs> there's a point you can't keep up. And you can't... I like, always assumed there was like a referee school that you could go uh, and say... Like, oh, there is. They're you're, all, you're now an official... <laughs> they get... I'm pretty sure they get up... They get paid above mm-hmm. 80, 100 grand a year. Well, so... But that being said... The 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 point is no. Come on, we gotta get back to the game. Well, yeah, I just want I just want to mention the 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 because I was saying, uh, it's really it's really affecting though they turn to, uh, uh uh the games how they're turning out. Yeah. And this has been brought up, especially since last year, uh, and I really don't know what they're gonna do about it. Um, I'm gonna we're gonna have to find some clever way as a as a as a as a podcast if some you know if. This continues how to boycott it without having to stop watching the games. <laughs> if you if if you don't change the rules, I will start streaming the games illegally. NFL. Oh, feel my wrath. <laughs> All right. So going back, there was a failed two point conversion. Then when they tried to do it, I mean, it worked, but uh, because of the penalty, it didn't count. Then it didn't work. So they're only up by one point. And Kansas City has the ball. There's very little time left. And so it's like, if they make a field uh, field goal, they take the lead. Yeah. So, like, that that's a big pressure. Like, Kansas, uh, the Ravens can't let Kansas City make a field goal. Or if they make a field goal, Kansas City has to, like, hurry the fuck up and make their own field yep. goal. So then what does Clyde... Oh, so then... Oh, us Clydes and our <laughs> slippery fingers, <laughs> our klutzy nature. Uh, he it was a pretty basic uh, 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 run play uh, down uh, towards the B gap, if I'm not mistaken. And to his to his benefit, it just to his, to his out. yeah to, to his defense, it was the def- uh, I forgot the name of the of the the Baltimore Ravens defensive player. But he knocked it out the he knocked out the ball. The thing is, Clyde, it's so weird to say Clyde <laughs> was not properly holding the ball. Once you hold the ball, where if you're still in the back and in the you have to still hold it with and, the and you're very embarrassed because like Clyde's are known for their for knowing how to properly handle balls. Like if there's oh, one yeah. thing that yeah, no, that, that, that you're famous for throughout it's your ball handling. I mean, throughout my Pee Wee football <laughs> league, I mean, I was so good at holding balls. I, I, you know, my coaches' balls, <laughs> my dad had balls that I'd hold. I mean, I was really good at it. 
And there goes that explicit rating. (laughs) 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 And so, I mean, the... uh, That happens, man. That really... It it sucks, but... I... uh, He's had that. He's but, had. But he's had. He's had a trouble with with his with his. He, that's not. It's, it's it's a recurring thing with Clyde. And I think it's gonna bite him in the butt. For, if for, he doesn't get, I don't know, buy new gloves because I think he wears gloves. So, <laughs> for for me, who arbitrarily was ro- decided to root for them and all the Baltimore Ravens fans, it was yeah. a great moment because once it popped Yo. out, luckily, uh, one of the Ravens. Uh, grabbed it and there was a huge dog pile and, and it was a very like movie moment because like you see him sort of grab it but it happened so fast and there's everybody so it's like you're waiting for everybody and then like, you see like the yeah. referee pulling people exactly. out and, yeah. and, and there's, there's like one Ray who's like yeah yeah we did it we did it we did it like, yeah like, I mean wait it, is he celebrating too early but he wasn't it was, it was straight it was straight it was straight out of a, a Disney TV movie just straight out like yeah. all they needed was like all they needed was like, 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 like while they're trying to pull off guys, but they're too big, so it's taking longer. Like just pan the camera to like the parents in the in the in the stand. Like, oh, 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 oh my babies worked so hard for this. I just want her. I just want him to become a star. I just want him to be Friday Night Lights. And Baltimore, dude, they 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 showed up and and they really, which, it it, it it's it's a phrase that a lot of people say. And so I don't want to seem like a crappy, you know, crappy like ESPN the, the uh, announcers that are terrible. But it does it, it does apply. It, it, they showed up when it mattered because every because uh, they both teams because both teams showed up. They both executed their plans and they executed uh, I mean, well because yeah, they, they were scoring. Up, they showed up. They were the no, but when I say showed up when it mattered, it's just that there was these certain moments where. Um, where they did their, where the, job their players. Than the other guys. Yeah, but the, it was like it was like they called the right play. For the the Kansas Cities to commit the right mistake for that play to not only be successful but to like be extraordinarily successful. Yep, yep. Uh, it was so inter- entertaining. The whole the the home crowd in Baltimore was on fire. It was I the screaming was so loud. It was the same throughout. And that's just not the deposable COVID fevers. No, no. I think I think it, I think it was a, I think doing it on purpose. They're trying to give Kansas City. Chiefs that, COVID. That was insane. Like, I mean, go, like, I, I don't want to sound too judgy because, you know, you get the way you got to do, and it's, I guess, admirable. But it is also kind of crazy that there was, uh, I don't know, I don't even know whose team it was, that there was this player. I think it was the Kansas City. Yeah, that was Tyron Matthew who didn't play last week because of COVID protocol. Exactly. Because he had, not, not because of COVID protocol, because he had COVID. Because he had COVID, yeah. And, beca- and, you know, you shouldn't be playing so soon after COVID. But he was still playing too soon after COVID. Because even two though he played great, but they, they showed him having to take oxygen. like like a, Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Like, like th- that's messed up, dude. I mean, for, I mean... First no, of all, you know, you know it's admirable. Good for him. He he stepped up. He he showed up when it mattered. He showed up when it mattered. <laughs> but that's long crazy. damage and all. I mean, to be fair, they do have oxygen tanks. They're all times for anyone. But it, he was he was he was cutting it short. Uh, it was such an exciting game. The, like I said, Baltimore overall the crowds were great. Special shout out to if someone's listening. The crowd in Arizona was so loud in that game you could not hear the announcers and they were all screaming and chant like the 80,000 people were all chanting the same thing at the same time it was it was amazing to see uh really exciting week of games 
Um, I'm pretty sure we're over our time for this segment by a mile or not. Do we got some time? No, we're good. I mean, it's it's time to end it now. Like okay, yeah. You know, and, and I don't know about you, but. I've had enough foot, football talk. Sure, all right. I, I, I like to get to more intellectual oh, and yeah, highbrow yeah. subject matters, uh, yeah. such as the instant mm. forever classic, the, the 2008's The Incredible Hulk. All right, then. Fair enough. Uh, just before we go, quick hits of the week. Um, watch Arizona Cardinals game. If you haven't watched a football game, watch them. Very exciting, dynamic team. Uh, hitting at all cylinders. And I also want to uh, give a shout out to uh, Miami Dolphins. Uh, they might show up in in the future, but it's a bit of a wild card, which is usually a fun story. So I know that team. Those are the Ace Ventura guys. Yes, exactly. So uh, you might want to just catch those those two teams next week. I'm their guessing Dan Marino isn't their current quarterback. <laughs> no, Christian, he is not. But that's for another time. <laughs> On to the next segment. And we're back. And now it's time for what I consider the fun part of the fo podcast. The, the, pond, the pond part of the podcast. The pun-filled part of the fod past. Yes, exactly. I can't do more. I'm just going to keep, keep... I'm going to start throwing up if we keep doing it. <laughs> exactly. So, please tell the lovely crowd what was the film we watched this week. Uh, well, we already mentioned it, so I'm just repeating. I just... Uh, un unless for some weird reason they're just, like, starting the podcast right now, which would be, like, amazing timing. But if for some reason you are, we watch The Incredible Hulk. Marvel, the only MCU Hulk standalone movie. From 2008. Yep. Which is important because before we get into the film, I want to uh, set the scene when I, re I watched it because I did remember, I remember very well when I, when I watched it because I read the comic the, the, uh, that was released. Like, it wasn't like a, I didn't find a, a cool, incredible Hulk comic. I just, they have, like, you know, the one they released with the movie. Like which the tie-in. Yeah, the tie, not even, uh, whatever, the tie-in. No, it was like more like, it's like, it's like the, it's like the Broadway's version of the Playbill. But in comic book, it's oh, just like, the same. Like, like the novelization, the novelization exactly. but comic book, the comic book. Yeah, but like, I mean, terrible, cheap. Graphic novelization. Art. It was, but it was a comic book because it was like eight pages. It wasn't even a, like a full 20 pages or something. Yeah, it's, like it's a pages. cash grab. Um, I remember everyone being excited and I got excited because there was a big push on the CGI. That was like a big part of the yeah. marketing. And um, uh, I remember watching, uh, reading the comic book and just being so underwhelmed, not understanding it. Uh, why is it gloomy and why <laughs> does Hulk never fight? <laughs> and then I, re I realized when I watched the movie and it was pretty loyal to the original uh, material, which in this case inversely was the film and not the written part. Yep. Uh, but actually, it, it's interesting that you say because uh, this movie does and does not uh, date itself as much as, uh, as for example, Iron Man, which was the previous movie. Because Iron Man, it felt very 2008. Like, it had a lot of, like, the trends and the stuff we could see it. This movie is more, like, you know, the, the clothes he wears, it's just, like, you know, universal runaway clothing, you know, college clothes, uh, like, professor clothing. It, there's none of that, but... 
the CGI, which I remember seeing it in theaters, looked amazing when I saw it. Like it was like, oh yes, like you said, it was a big selling point. Now it's like, oh, that does not hold up as a Hulk. Yeah, especially because he has like really, which is maybe of the time he has like emo black hair. Yeah, which you know is not. Edward Norton's hair. And, and, and it's like, I don't think they were trying to do like so so emo, but since, the, like, because one of the things, like, I don't, re- I don't, I didn't even remember, you know, was how shiny he always looks. He's glistening always. So, like, that's part of the thing. He has shiny black hair. Yeah, like, it's like, it's like, he could be in the middle, which in this case, he was in the middle of the Brazil in some favela, and suddenly he got really angry and opened a bottle of Gerber's baby oil. And turn into the Hulk. Maybe he does that. Maybe maybe that helps his skin when he grows. Like any, like that's why he doesn't have stretch marks as Edward Norton. <laughs> maybe, maybe. I want that's you know bringing up that uh, that up because those were the emo thing, the emo aspects. We're not the only thing of the few things that were of the time, two thousand eight. But I, I, I still think the like the emo thing was coincidental. Like they weren't going for an emo look. Well, it was two thousand eight. Um, I, um, they're not gonna make the Hulk e- look emo. Like that's, I think they were trying to do like Edward Norton's hair, but, but it wasn't him emo as. W- I mean, the whole thing is like because a lot of it was a very. I, I think they were trying to go for like a messy, short-haired look. Yeah. But then it's like it looks plastered on because also the hair they they do that thing where yeah. it's like they don't they don't animate each individual strand. It's just like solidly stuck. But the character him, Edward Norton and it's shiny. Uh, Edward Norton's Hulk. Played and written for was pretty emo in sense. Like the film, I did mention while watching it, uh, was very aware and open about m- the mental illness aspects of uh, Doctor Bruce Banner and Edward. Like all the ment- like he was like taking jujitsu with Royce Gracie, like basically one of the f- you know inv- I don't know if he was inventors, but he was one of the first ones to learn Brazilian jujitsu. Um, He's doing meditation. Yeah, he's, he's doing the whole breathing techniques. He's doing the breathing techniques. And, but you know, that's and always yeah. been a big part of like the whole character, like mm-hmm. his whole mental health struggle and how it's basically like, a, you know, sometimes a split personality. They've added here, they don't really do it in these movies, but uh, it's, a, it's sometimes a part of his background that like he was abused as a like. Este, mm-hmm. so, so that's like he has a lot of repressed anger. There's always, you know, Unfortunately, when it comes to the cartoons and a lot of the mainstream media, all we really get is Hulk smash. But there's supposed to be this whole, like, you know, tortured soul behind yeah. the. It's not monster. only Hulk smash, it's Hulk sad. <laughs> it's why must Hulk smash? <laughs> why Hulk? And so, apart from that, the other trend I think they were hating on was, like I mentioned before, setting the film in Brazil. Brazil was hot as as a cinematic location uh, in the 2000s. Uh, I'm gonna vamp a little. See if you can look up real quickly. I, I don't know which was the Fast and the Furious that Fast was set five. in Brazil, and uh, what year that come out? I don't know. Was it? But was they come out when we were in high school? No, I I remember working in the building. And it was like 2012 something like that. Because I remember working in a building and seeing the oh. the cars. Because like yeah, it took it was uh, it, it was uh, it takes place in Brazil, but it was filmed here in Puerto. It Rico. It was filmed in Puerto Rico, yeah. And that was a big deal. Like everyone was. But we, yeah, but I think you're there right. Was, like, there were citizens. Fa- rep- but favelas like, but also like that that whole favelas thing. That that's been of a, a cli- it's like. The cliche started in the 2000s, but it's still going strong. Because, like, whenever you want to have, like, this sort of, like, 
a colorful race uh, chase scene yeah. on foot. Like the Brazilian favelas is a great place to do that, and also it's like it's also a great place to just have people shooting and then have nobody react to it at all. Because yeah, just another day in the favela. Yeah, and which. Uh, I'm glad that's still a trend because that means the percentage is going to be filmed in Puerto Rico <laughs> and our cinematic industry uh, really needs that. There is one. There's, there is a community of film here. I don't know why they haven't left yet, <laughs> but they're here and they're strong and they're very good. So anyone who listens to this who interested in making a film, there's tax breaks <laughs> in Puerto Rico. Um, I remember when it was a big deal. They wanted to film it when they were filming it here. Like There were like citizen journalists who made it their mission Go on their lunch breaks, find out where they were, film it. I remember they filmed. Is that the one? You know, the, they filmed the the. They were dragging that that safe. Yep. Down the middle of a highway. Mm-hmm. I remember. I, I swear, I got. I had forty different angles of that video of that of that of that clip, which made me want to watch it so much more. Mm-hmm. Um. That that's another thing that this movie like. It's funny because 2008 was when they s- just started uh, having that whole like oh. People take videos of important things happening, and then the news plays those videos. Like, like oh, this this is the new world. Because they do that a little bit with... Because uh, one of the big uh, set pieces is in the college. That That's actually... like I like what they did here, that... Uh, they did first. You we see Hulk in darkness, all mysterious. We can't get a full look at it. And then the next big action set piece is during the daylight in the middle of the college quad. And you, <laughs> yeah. I, I'll always find it funny just the military jeeps like just uh, jumping into the quad. Uh, yeah, like like full Kent State. Yeah. Um, and the um, that was clearly them telling the CGI like, look, we can animate at night and we can animate. During the day, yeah, because that's you know that's a classic invest, uh, uh, like CGI technique. Like you know, if, if you're not that confident on it, it's all at night. That's why, for example, uh, you know the uh, <laughs> call. Uh, how, well, how do I call it? Like um, so good, it's bad. So 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 bad, it's good. Yeah. Classic uh, 1990s Godzilla. The, oh yeah, the, the Velociraptor Godzilla. Yeah, yeah. Like, do you remember that that movie? Every single scene takes place at night and in the rain. Because the CGI was terrible. Exactly. So that way they can hide it a lot. But nope, here we get to see the Hulk in all his glorious daylight, shiny yeah. hair stuck to his face. Yeah, and it looks good. I mean, it, it doesn't look terrible, but it goes. It does go kind of Pixar-y some points. Yeah, at, at least there's like the detail, and they, they try to do it, you know, like there's a part where... <laughs> Uh, right after the the college set piece, because oh, uh, we haven't mentioned Liv Tyler's in this movie as the love interest Betty, Betty Ross. Yeah. Uh, and then Liv the Tyler, yeah, and um, which by the way, Liv Tyler still looks the same. Looked the same twenty years before the film was, uh, <laughs> fifteen years before the film was came out. Uh, she's a national American treasure. Uh, her acting. Um, could could be put up the question. Um, you know, I mean, this is one of those things. Where it's like she's acting against like a, 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 a green screen. Mo- yeah, I mean, and you know, because they hire her. You know, you know why they hire her. You know, and she knows it. So she she has her Liv Tyler like cute look, but then she goes from that to like super overly acting. There's no in between. Yeah. Oh, which does remind. Uh, remi- uh, speaking of uh, over actors, the villain in this film. Is played by uh, the famous t- Tim Roth. Yep, love and me some Tim Roth. Tim Roth. Uh, 
Tim Roth was, it was weird to watch Tim Roth because he was acting in his most subtle role, <laughs> which he's not known for subtlety. And it was really weird because he's not subtle. So, like, his subtleness is, like, really loud, <laughs> you know, because uh, they would, everything, you know, he's one of the bad guys, all secret, so they got to talk in secrets and meet in mm. secret rooms. And, like, they're talking in secret, but it's like he's chewing on his, I want that power. I just want it. But I, mean, I, I think he does a, a, a pretty good job as a whole, you know, like aging soldier, like I'm a badass, but my body isn't what it used to be. Oh, and that's, yeah, that's, so uh, they... Because that's basically his whole motivation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, so then he he wants to get powerful, and that's where the other CGI fails, because that part of the CGI does not exist yet, which Chris Evans got, because it's the same, it's the same uh, experiment, right? But Chris Evans, the the Captain America, uh, yeah, is yeah. the correct one. Th that's the whole thing. Like the the Hulk and all this, they're they're trying to recreate it. Because, uh, well, you'll find out in the movie, but that's part of the gimmick that uh, the scientist who made the serum died. So there's no more. Nobody knows how to recreate it. Okay, so when Captain America comes out, they have the CGI to make to see you know so you can show the body difference and the effects yeah. that did not exist. So it went from you know th uh, 40 year old Tim Roth. Uh, skinny and old to 40 year old skinny I went to the gym for six months <laughs> and I you know I mean he looked great for yeah, his yeah. age but you don't want your superhero you don't want your superhuman super soldier to look great for his age I mean I'm just saying like like, like you're saying this movie came out before we got to see uh, Chris Evans and um, the other Chris uh, the, the, the Thor Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, the other Chris. Christopher Columbus. No, uh, Chris, uh, dude. So Chris, then... We're we, such great podcasters. We don't forget the names. Was it Chris Hemsworth? Chris Hemsworth. Nailed it. Yes. So then you got Chris Hemsworth and Chris Evans. Like, they're the super mega beefcakes. But this is before that. This is before, like, Marvel became, like, the place for, you know, like, it became a standard. Like, you got to be a beefcake and you're going to have a shirtless app shot. Like, we don't care who you are. You will have a shirtless app shot if you want to star in a Marvel movie. Like, of Paul course. Rudd has a shirtless app shot. Yeah, everyone got, everyone has it. I'm pretty sure... Uh, Kumail Nanjani will have one in his film. Oh yeah, like you didn't see the the picture. He he. No, ripped. he got buff. I know that's why I'm saying he's gonna. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so so the standards weren't that high yet. This is still pre Marvel mm -hmm. formula. Yeah, they're and still they're they're getting there, but and and, and the rejuvenation, health, and anti aging industry hadn't bought, bloomed so big <laughs> yet. So like exactly. So like moderate, continuous, and supervised steroid use. <laughs> had not been really achieved, but uh, thank you to Dwayne The Rock Johnson for perfecting that. <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly, he eats steroid sushi. <laughs> so, um, another thing I forgot to mention, I realized, you know what? Mm -hmm. That year, 2008, it was, it was big for the color green. Okay. Um, normally, it was the Hulk out. Mountain Dew was everywhere. Do you remember Mountain Dew was everywhere? Yeah. Mountain Dew was the, you know, had to partner with Xbox, had the partnership with the X Games. They were everywhere. Um, Nickelodeon it's like slime. slime. But slime was, wasn't a thing by 2008. What? Like they, were, they were facing that out by 2008. What? I'm pretty sure. Slime. Uh, sure, but I mean, it was still in our collective conscious. Sure. And uh, I also, th um, and 2008, 
and then I'm mistaken, it's a year when Inconvenient Truth came out. So the green movement started that year. I have enough information to to sell that to like to make like a Netflix anthology <laughs> of like the the ah oh, the those those nostalgia like oh the t- oh the year that was green. Yeah, but but uh, the whole and reason that you're saying all this is because this movie, besides the fact that it starts a big green monster, yeah, isn't very subtle. Anything that remotely has to do with him, it's all green. Like his 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 blood, it gets mixed and it turns into something green. Like when 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 it when when a droplet of his blood falls into a drink, it's a green drink. Yeah, the the. Tim Which Roth is injected with green stuff. Exactly. Like the 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 oh no, the only thing that isn't green is when they finally give him like a a, a possible cure to to halt to um Bruce Banner and it it's like purple like like his pants. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> because that's all he needed, a new pair of pants. Just like SpongeBob. <laughs> Cuz he ripped his pants. Yeah. Uh, oh, also, also. So there's a scene where um, Liv Tyler is uh, Bruce Banner's is estranged ex uh, girlfriend or whatever. Yeah, they reconnect because of you know storyline and plot and whatever, and then they have uh, an intimate night where she calms him down. So like he's still the Hulk, but she's like calming him down. That, that's and stuff. like right after that. That's what happens after the big uh, college action piece. Exactly, he and runs away with her, and they go. Because she's to a professor. The- uh, and they're both they you both used to be professors. Oh yeah, and uh, also shout out to Ty Burrell playing the 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 other point the mate the the point connecting the love triangle. Yeah, actually, <laughs> it's funny that you say that because I always thought he was just you know oh r- random a uh, guy that gets dumped for the main character. But no, he's Doc Samson, who you probably you don't recognize that name. Yeah, he's the one who, who made these microphones, right? These microphones. For those who can't see our microphones, because it's, it's not a video, they're Brand Samson. Okay. <laughs> Doc Samson is basically, it's, it's what he's, it, it, he's like the superhero psychiatrist. Like, whenever like, a superhero needs a psychiatrist in the comics, like, he's the one who like, gets they stars have usually. A psych- a psychiatrist. And Why is he that? Has because the thing is, he he has some like residual gamma radiation, blah blah blah, and he has like long green hair, uh, and and he has like slight super strength. Oh, I see. I mean, now that's an interesting character. I would see that he was some, supposed to maybe come back for the sequel. Some some kind of like you know like uh uh analyze this the Sopranos psychiatrist, you know, kind of like. They go do whatever horrible or whatever, you know. There's always been rumors of that they'll do something like that, but it's never come about. And so, um, I mean, the movie was not, I mean, I, I went into it thinking this was going to be like, it's so bad, it's good, we're going to be laughing. <laughs> and while we found a lot of great deal of material, it did not, you know, I wouldn't say I didn't enjoy it. I wouldn't say it wasn't good. I mean, it wasn't great. But I feel that um, I feel that it it was like it was like it was like a it was a pilot. It was more of a pilot than an actual first movie. Like well, actually, I feel like it could have gone through more reads. Maybe they didn't go through more reads because they hated that, working with Edward Norton. Okay, so there's a couple of, of, <laughs> of interesting facts there. First, uh, especially you can tell by the intro if you've ever seen the. the uh, I think it's 1970s live action series with uh, the the one with Lou Ferrigno, yes. the Incredible Hulk series. Like I've watched 
know what happened. <laughs> but but I mean, you know, people know what it is, and like the 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 whole title sequence. It is very similar to the title sequence in this movie. It's like a tribute, and and there's a lot of like the plot points and the stuff that this movie deals with is supposed to be like like the director watched the series, he read the comics, and he basically did sort of like a a, a combination of both things. And in this movie, it, it's almost like uh you know the movie they they made the show into a movie instead of the comic book. I see. Okay, but but it has more well, yeah, because Blue in the beginning. They do the yeah, whole the whole first cameo. ten minutes. Not only that, the whole first 10 minutes are just, like, winking at the series. Like, they love the purple pants, and, yep. you know, they're all smoking cigarettes, and they're saying racial slurs. <laughs> <laughs> I, would, I wish I could do it. I would do it with a punchline, but I can't say any of the words. You know, that's funny that uh, in the show, the main character, he was actually called David Banner. Because some producer at whatever channel it was released on thought Bruce wasn't manly enough. Like it was no, because I, I re- dude, that's interesting you mentioned that. I've heard this conversation before. I don't know why, but <clears throat> there's that because Bruce was referred like for some reason during that time, like Bruce was considered like a, a homosexual name. For I don't know, <clears throat> I don't know why I was re- I was th- listening to this on a podcast with some I think it was. Some, uh, uh, comedians and they were saying like yeah like in the seventies when they grew up like if like if you would go like a default name when you're like making jokes about homosexual men they just go call Bruce like oh that's a Bruce and like in TV if there was a gay character his name would be Bruce. Mm-hmm. Well, they apparently that's that yeah that that makes sense. But yeah, the whole point is that in the show he's David Banner because they didn't want to call him Bruce. Oh yeah, well I mean that's fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well. That, that that's 1970s TV producers for you. Yeah. Um, also, uh, the all the personal scenes are really cheesy and stupid. They're bad. Like, I feel like it was a movie written like it wasn't like directors and writers who found CGI and animators. It's like I think the CGI animators wrote the film too. Uh, supposedly, Edward Norton had did the final rewrite on it. No way. But he's not credit on it. They gave the credit to the guy before him. Um, uh, this you told me, and I, I didn't. I wasn't really that aware of it. Apparently, he's infamously terrible to work with. That's the rumor they say it. Uh, I was reading. So the only official statements that have been said regarding, because as every you know, if you've seen any other movie where Hulk appears, you know that Edward Norton stopped being the Hulk, and it's Mark Ruffalo now, who apparently was a lot of people's first choice. They just couldn't get him. And oh, really? they settled for Edward Norton instead. In 2008, was Mark Ruffalo a thing in 2008? I think so, yeah. He had a couple of movies. Plus, I think he was more a uh, serious indie movie guy. Like, I, I bet he wasn't yet willing to do, like, oh, I don't want to do a superhero movie. Yeah, like, but then a- that Avengers money. Okay, yeah, I mean, I mean, is it, yeah, okay. I got the indie credit, did it for eight, ten years. I don't care anymore, homie. Yep. Uh... So, so yeah. then the whole thing is that Kevin Feige says that Marvel decided to go with Mark Ruffalo instead, and Norton said that he didn't want to keep doing the role because he didn't want to be one of those actors that's only known for one role. He wanted more diversity. And they probably said, sure, <laughs> go right ahead. Because, uh, I mean... I, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure that's what he says now. Like, no, 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 they dump, I, I dumped them. They didn't dump me, I dumped them. And so, I mean... I don't remember the last movie that Edward Norton was in or came out or where he starred in. Uh, 
don't know. He he was in every he was in a lot of movies at that time. Yeah. But. He, he he was uh, like '90s thriller king. He he did all those like legal thrillers. I, like Primal Fear is a good movie with him. Uh, but and there's a bunch of those. I mean, of course, you know, Fight Club's classic. The uh, Italian Job. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Remember right. Mini Coopers? <laughs> uh, actually, yeah, that that's when they first started uh, like being a thing again. Like I remember, like Mini Coopers were all the rage, and it's like the hot new thing. Yeah, I mean. The Hulk would destroy Mini Coopers. <laughs> yes, he would. Uh, so I think we should, you know, move on now to the third act of the movie. Yeah, uh, just to touch upon it. Yeah, that, that, that's when just they to meet. Take a little nibble. Uh, that's one of your favorite parts when they meet uh, Mr. Blue because there's this guy he's been talking to the whole movie. Oh, my favorite. And it, it turns out to be some. It, it, well, it's not. Well, we know it's a scientist, and it's not a big reveal. It's just this guy that he's been talking to who's a scientist, and they go meet up with him. And yeah, um, the I'm I'm blanking on the actor's name right now. Um, searching it here, see if the internet's Christian on the way. I'll vamp. <coughs> I'm so sorry, people. The character I'm not gonna blame on the actor. The actor is a great actor. I loved him in Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? So now people are screaming at uh, into their earphones or gaming the guy's name, and I still can't remember what it is. Um, the It's not his fault. He's great. It was just a really bad casting. Literally, some casting director said he has a doofus face, he's, lo- he's goofy looking, and so that means he's a nerd. And that's Tim it. Tim Blake Nelson. <laughs> Tim Blake Nelson. He His voice sounds like his name. Tim Blake Nelson. I mean, I'm not saying Southern men can't be nerds or like geeky but it, it just it's it's not working like they just literally he does not you know it literally he literally comes off as some as some like some some dude who came from the like a country uh swamp or something <laughs> and like you know stole some manual for electronic engineering and just f- faked it until he made it and He's just really lying all the time. Yeah. Well, it's hilarious that you tell that because I mean it never happened because there were no sequels. But he was he was uh, signed on for two more films. Because oh, wow. I don't know if you remember uh, wh- when everything happens that he he gives um, uh, uh, Blonsky the abomination. He he gives him the uh, after they take Hulk away because they take it. They Blonsky Tim her, Roth, yeah, yeah, like uh, which by the way also terrible name for a Blonsky. It's not a really intimidating name. Yeah, that, that's the comic book character name. Emil Blonsky, the Abomination. It's because he's supposed to be Russian. Oh, I see, I see. So it, they, yeah, they, they, he's a, they make he's a, a thing about, about he, how he's Russian born, but raised in London and wor- works for, like uh, works for the SAS, and he's on loan to America. Like there's like this three point <laughs> backstory. It's like a soccer player. Exactly. Yeah, he's he, he, he bought from from he, you know he's originally from the Manchester United uh, youth league. And then he's been on loan to uh, 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 Italy, and then gonna be playing for France for three games. Um, still terrible casting, cause um, I'm trying to think. You know, but but then like what I was saying is that the whole thing is that uh, uh, there's a scene right after he becomes the abomination mm-hmm. that he destroys the lab, yeah. and you see that uh, that he, he he's laying on the floor, he has like a head wound, and some of like the Hulk's blood falls on the head wound, and his his brain starts to go all like like mutating, yeah, and because that's when he becomes the the, the, the leader, 
The lead. Oh, his name is the leader. Yeah, his villain name. And that's like a. It, it's the same thing. He has like gamma head that thing. So he's like super smart and has some psychic abilities. So like he was gonna be like the main villain for the next two movies. Yeah, like I would like. Since he's since then he would be like CGI or makeup or have the whole thing, then like that would be a completely thing. But him just as a normal guy, <laughs> like you know. I so what you're saying is he he's great as a freak, but as a normal human, you don't buy him. Well, I, I've never seen him as a freak, but not as a normal <laughs> human, just as the character of a like a hold up nerd who's talking to strangers in the internet about bioengineering, you know, and bio, you know, uh, it, you know, the the arc of that character, the leader, sort of sounds like um, the Riddler in the sense that it's like this chemical or scientist genius who for some reason his own thing turns it right he does no i'm not thinking about the riddler I'm ah you're thinking of mr freeze mr freeze mr freeze i'm sorry right that the, the, i like, guess no no mr freeze but who's the, who didn't didn't the riddler have like some i mean we're, we're gonna talk about the Batman. riddler's a, a normal human being he's just really smart and crazy oh i thought he was like some kind of super, jim carrey was like a superhuman Genius in the in the in the. I mean, he's he's a super genius, a scientist but he's or something. A, he's 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 a he's a, a really smart guy. He's okay. not a. I mean, in the movie, he does his whole thing where he can read read people's minds and become even smarter, and that's part of why he goes crazy at the end. But that's just. Well, that's see, um, the the. Some I think that type of character would have made like at least the way he put some out you know. So what you're saying is you wanted Jim Carrey in this movie? I want Jim Carrey in all my movies. <laughs> I think Jim Carrey. Sh- I think Jim Carrey. I'm gonna say it. Jim Carrey should have been Black Panther. I'm just gonna say it. <laughs> I mean, he, he, you know, that there's a chance now. Uh, R.I.P. Chadwick Boseman. I think there's a chance in hell. I mean, <laughs> it is. You know, I don't care how many seasons of In Living Color Jim Carrey was in. <laughs> um, he's not gonna be playing Black Panther, and he sh- as he shouldn't. But actually, he, and speaking of, of, of uh, Black Panther and like people who shouldn't play and all that, uh, the final fight scene takes place in Harlem. Harlem. Which well, is fascinating to me because I, I, I think this is like the first time I've ever seen like scenes take place in Harlem where it doesn't matter that it's Harlem. Like, because it could have been any other borough of New York. They just, you know, they wanted to keep it fresh. It's like, let's not say it's Manhattan or Queens. Let's say it's Harlem because rem- <laughs> it's also, different. I, I, for some reason, I remember the year 2008 so well. Um, speaking of, 2008 was a big year for Harlem. Um, mm-hmm. because there's a whole thing about the Clintons moving all their centers and offices and foundation to Harlem because there's a whole thing about, uh, oh, we're not gonna, we're not gonna go, we're not gonna go to Manhattan where all the rich people are. We won't go to the people. So we go to Harlem with the people because I like the ladies who are of color. <laughs> <laughs> Does that sound like Bill Clinton? I hope people get that's Bill Clinton. Yeah. Um, the... So I remember they because uh, you know it was Barack Obama's first presidential campaign. There was a whole thing about that, and Harlem was like a destination, trying to you know try to. It was it was all crap. It was all a ploy for gentrification. Harlem is if you don't know Harlem is almost completely gentrified right now. Um, the oh, it's vibrating. I'm sorry. I just got a call from oh my god, it's Bill Clinton. No, the. So another thing, it's like they there's like these buzzwords that were there that are. Okay. I feel like 2008 was a a big year for first for things like 
I feel like Harlem, I think, was the first neighborhood to get gentrified. Like, I mean, you know. I mean, well, first gentrification's been a thing forever. I like. mean, but but for the in 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 in, in New York, like it's a big, you know. In oh, a okay, sense. sure. Because I, I don't know New York history. You're on your own here, man. I mean, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go into the history of gentrification, but you know, there was there's gentrification like the Hamptons where you go away, and then there's gentrification where you come and take you know, and but. I don't know if you can gentrify. Was Hulk gen- was Hulk gentrifying the city <laughs> no, when he was he, destroying he, he, it? He does the opposite. <laughs> he destroys it. He he lowers property values. He makes well, it. He makes everything cheaper. Exactly. Isn't isn't that what they do? So I mean, in the in the in in the seventies and eighties, what they would do is they would burn down the buildings like in the Bronx. Well, in this universe, they just send the Hulk, <laughs> and that's how Donald Trump committed all those frauds. <laughs> Property frauds. <laughs> Christian is hanging his head in shame. Um, no, I'm I'm just remembering to when I, I said, "Hey, are we gonna do this political?" It's like, no, 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 we're not gonna be political at all. It's not. I mean, okay, it's not. You, you, you're talking about <laughs> gentrification, and you're like, <laughs> well, I mean, I you know, I mean, I don't I don't know enough about gentrification to all, all I'm saying have if, an opinion. If like the Hulk is if the Hulk is destroying buildings and 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 living. And, and, and neighborhoods in New York, what do you think is going to be built over? Parks, libraries? I don't know. Affordable living? No. There's going to be, you know, uh, some other lofty apartment building where each apartment's $2.5 million where it's all owned and no one lives in it. <laughs> and there's no one there other than the door guy and the occasional Russian prostitute that goes into an apartment. <laughs> okay. Maybe. I... I mean that's what I've I've read in, in books. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so I mean I, I would if you want to rewatch it uh if you're joining us it's not going to be the worst one I'm pretty sure. Uh, no, it's not. It's 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 fine to rewatch it. I'll rewatch it for the nostalgia hits. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's just that I turn it off. But the Cubbies just made a three-run homer so I'm sorry, man. We got to do what's going to do. That's the business we're going to do. I got to know my news, you know? And so the film is enjoyable to watch. Yeah. Also, uh, we almost forgot to mention, there's a surprise, very, like, blink and you'll miss it. Uh, oh, yes, please, moment. please, please, please. Okay, but before you say who it is, you got mm-hmm. it, it, the scene was... The Hulk it's w- during the third act that we were all just talking act. about. Yeah, yeah, the Hulk, Hulk. Uh, apparently Hulk gentrifying Harlem, as you Hulk <laughs> decided to call Hulk it. Hulk is gentrifying Harlem with his fists. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly, pops up, literally, you, you see the back of him for like a couple seconds, and then he just literally flips around. He's just one of the other uh, innocent Some extra. bystanders. Exactly. Some innocent bystander. Literally, his credit must be guy in, in coat number two. <laughs> The legendary, rest in peace, Michael K. Williams. R.I.P. Um, wonderful uh, character actor. And, um, that, and that, that was such a great moment, because like, the, 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 the battle that was happening, it's like, eh. Oh, but actually, that final fight, I got to say, one thing I did like is when it first started, because it starts that Rampage breaks out of the building, he's like, destroying everything so the Hulk will come. And, like, they have this whole scene where it's, like, you, you see, like, the two cops and the two military guys. They're, like, in the Jeep, and, the, and like, the command is watching through a camera. 
And that whole scene looks like it's taken from like a monster movie, like some sort of kaiju thing. Because they're all like, ah, look at what's happening. And they, they bring out the rocket launcher and they shoot it at him, but just grabs the rocket and throws it back at them or something. It's like, And then the camera goes dead. So it's like, I, I, it, it was a very like, oh, like, this is intense and happening. And then during that whole sequence, we get to see just Michael K. Williams looking back at one moment. <laughs> Uh, and then he j- and then he's there for half a second, and then he gets killed. No, he he doesn't. Uh, he, they, the camera cuts away, and I I remember like we tried. I at least I looked very hard, and I did not see him again. Yeah, I'm saying like it wasn't like a, he. I thought I thought there's like I an mean explosion he probably got killed, but, yeah. but there's not. No, no, no. Like you just see him like reacting to something, and then the camera go, moves on to something else. Like nothing else happens to around him. There's just people running around him. There has to be a list. Somewhere on the internet. That's a good uh, game to play. Um, like, just uh, just pick a movie and find, you know, watch f- for the moment where the famous actor who's just an extra. There's got to be dozens well, of those. Well, actually, I, I, speaking of that, I, I, I'm currently uh, watching Justified on Hulu. Yeah. And there's an episode uh, that ha- it deals with, like, a, gang, a black gangbangers and stuff like that. And one of them, like one of the sort of m- the main bad guy of that episode, yeah, is Shadwick Boseman, aka Whoa. Black Panther. Another rest in peace. And it's hilarious because it's like, you know, he's doing a, like an, an American accent, but since you know, I Black Panther and all the movies I see him, like you, you can, I notice like the tinge of his like real accent, yeah, yeah. behind it. But it's like it's hilarious because I'm, I'm like, wait, is that? Is that motherfucking Black Panther? And he's like got the do rag, and you know, very stereotypical. Yeah. Not, not at all like nuanced. Actually, no. The, his whole thing. Okay, he he wants to become a magician, and they shoot his hand, so he's super pissed because he can't be a magician with a fucked up hand. <laughs> that was that's his, his character. That's arc. why. That's why he's. That's why he's 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 went to the bad life of gangbanging. No, be- no, no, no. Like he's a gangbanger who wants to be a magician, but then somebody shoots his hand, so he's he wants revenge, and that's why at the end he's like the big bad guy because yeah, he's no. super pissed that they shot his hand. That's hilarious. Yep. Hey fool, man, I just want to be a magician, bro. And you just fucking come shot my fingers off, man, bro. How am I supposed to, you know, pull out pigeons out of my jacket, bro? <laughs> How am I supposed to shoot playing cards five feet away, bro? Huh? You do me like that, man, bro? I like how you you went like for like Mexican. Well, because I'm Latino, so and that's the only English, you know. There's no the 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 the. the it, it's it's okay. We we don't have to get canceled. Like you don't need to do a, a black gangster voice. We don't have to get canceled before well, we get off the ground. I mean, of course, I wasn't gonna do that. And then also, <laughs> the, there's. The, there's no Puerto Rican gangster stereotypes in modern American pop culture anymore. That that died in the seventies. I mean, the only one is we cut people. Apparently, you know, we always have knives and we. Yeah, cut but people. That, that's people not even. People still get that. Do people still get that? I don't think so. <laughs> I think people get Puerto Ricans have machine guns. <laughs> I mean, that's just here in Puerto Rico. But so that wouldn't help against the Hulk. Fi- <laughs> See how I bring it back. Yeah, son. Final thoughts. Give it to me. Oh, mine or yours? Both? You want to go first? You want to go second? I mean, I gave my final thoughts already. It's uh, It won't be the worst thing we'll watch together. <laughs> um, would I rewatch? Probably not. Uh, well, I mean, it's a fun superhero movie. Oh, I mean, yeah, only if you're doing like this whole completionist thing do you really want to watch it. It almost has nothing to do with the rest of the MCU, except um, you remember General Ross? 
the the, Blonsky, the father of no yeah the, the, yeah, the father of Liv Tyler yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And Blonsky's worst boss. father ever by yes, the way yes literally sold out from cash he's the only person in this movie who reappears in the well I mean technically Tony Stark appears at the end but uh, that appears in the actual movie yeah he's the only per, uh, actor and character that. Reappears oh, I see. later on. Okay, so I can't wait to see that piece of shit again. <laughs> oh, and, and he's just—he's always like the bureaucratic asshole. That, that's what—that's as much character arc as he gets. <laughs> Fantastic, good for him. Well, I think that's about enough of podcast for this week, don't you think, Christian? Yep. Um, uh, I'm, I'm tired of talking to you, at least. <laughs> oh, I'm sick of listening to your fat ass. No, I'm kidding. Uh, oh, I'm not kidding. I call him fat ass all the time. Uh, Which is ironic because it, it's that, that's leftovers from pre-pandemic when you were skinnier than me, but not anymore. Not bitch. anymore at all. Yeah, Christian is a lot skinnier than I am. Which I am inching my way, one less beer at a time. <laughs> um, please, please like, subscribe, share the review. S- review the social media will be up soon. <clears throat> this is a very DIY punk. <laughs> uh, garage podcast, so bear with us. Yeah, nothing more punk than football and Marvel. Um, <laughs> there's a lot, you know, I will find a way, but yo, uh, uh, like my guy Killer Mike says, kill your masters and tune in next week. This has been Media Mashup. Thanks for listening. <laughs>